Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Hey, this is John Roca. If you like this show, you are going to love Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast on Podcast One. The three-time best-selling authors and snarky duo behind Thug Kitchen, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway, discuss food, politics, and pop culture, giving a voice to regular folks who are just trying to get it together, both in and outside of the kitchen. Check out Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far. And three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. HomeSense, cheer is here. some wacky improv in episode nine there's going to be star wars in the tv show or a mandalorian and we're going to talk to you guys with questions and whatever you want to do it's clickbait time hey everybody what's going on it is collider jedi council i am christian harloff aka darth Harloff, and we are talking about Star Wars, and joining me on the table today, he's not a zero, he doesn't make up rumors, but he has discussions with me, it is Mr. Ken, Kylo Ken Napsok, hello sir. I've still never said that name anywhere, but I'm happy to be here, I hope you're all okay with what we're going to talk about today, let me know on like 14 thread tweets. (laughs) 
<laughs> joining us today. Sitting next to me, coming back once again on the council, Kim Porcher. Hello, Kim. How are hey, you? everybody. Nice I don't have a cute you. nickname yet. No, I know. I thought about it. We, 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 we need to yeah. figure that out. We yeah. got to figure that out. Sometimes it comes organically. The yes. force chooses it. Other times he's got one right away. I, I know. know. It, it, we'll, we'll get one. And, you know, and a lot of times the, the fans, fans will yeah. come up with them, too. The fans have done that in the past. So if you've got a good one for Ms. Kim Horcher, please do some suggestions. It'd be classy if we throw your little asses out of there. Um, we are going to be talking about Star Wars, and there's movie news. It's a slow news week, but I'm going to start with this. I am going to start with this because last week, and I, have, I will never, and I defended it on Twitter, and I will defend it until the day that I die. We are a show that likes to say, what could happen? Is it possible? Let's talk about Star Wars. Let's speculate. And if there are, doesn't matter who says it, if Ken was walking around going, oh, you know what, I think Jabba the Hutt is going to have a scene in Episode Nine. Well, we don't know if that's true or not, but could he be in Episode Nine? Let's talk about it, which is exactly what we did last week with Palpatine. And we talked about it for about 20 minutes, and I loved that we talked about it. I still think, because I've been hearing rumblings that it's, it's a possibility. I don't think that that particular scene that was used... How did you start the show last week? What, did you, what was the first thing you said about that report? Literally didn't click on the story. Right. Didn't read it. Right. I've never read one story or right. seen one video of that right. guy. Never to this moment. Is. No clue who that person is. But we've heard these rumors for a long time, and just it's fun to do. We do it. I do it here. Do it on Force Center. Yeah. We speculate responsibly, and had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I and I there's a, and there's I think that there's an argument to be made if you whether or not you like a show that has speculation on it. Yeah. But you got it. You got to define what in your head. You got to know what clickbait is as opposed to discussion and speculation just be smart be smart people and you can yell and scream i can hear you already it's so much fun to hear you yell and scream um welcome back Kim. welcome back Kim. you're gone yeah. like one week and this is what happened what yeah. the hell happened i know it's a thermal detonator <laughs> goes right off right no, actually that we, we always have fun just some people get a little grumpy yeah, i understand uh I'm the king of getting grumpier, though. And, yeah. And uh, last week was not, not fun. I, it's funny because I'm not grumpy. It's just a matter of I just wanted to say, like, you know, just, just shush. Just shush. Let's talk about stuff that's going on because there is Star Wars movie news happening. Where is the droid? 5HNP. There he is. And he's got some movie news, but it is a very slow week. Let's start with that because we're gonna, the majority of this is going to be hearing from you guys today. Twitter, hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Facebook, go to the Facebook group, and the YouTube chat. Ken will go through those today. But what's going on in movie news? Well, you know, this is uh, the lead story. Yeah, it's, it's a slow week, and you know what? That's actually nice. I like it when it's a little slow week in Star Wars. We can talk about other things. Oscar Isaac, uh, he let this, uh, he's on a press tour. It's always on press tours. He said something about episode nine might be called a little looser, a little kind, a little some improv, some crazy make-em-ups, as Christopher Walken <laughs> would say uh, on an SNL monologue. Um, and that, that brought a lot of questions up. The most important question, is it going to be a little looser on the set? And our friend Geek Girl Diva wants to know if this means Finn and Poe are going to kiss. That's an important question. She tweeted me that yeah. right before the show. So I'm going to ask that question, huh? You didn't think I was going to yeah. ask it. Well, are they going to kiss? I don't know. Uh, a lot of fun going on the set. What do you think? Yeah, probably not on that one. Um, because yeah, they, yeah. That, they, they, hinted, they hinted at their relationship with, with yeah. Rose and, and Finn. I think so. They, all the, all the, the hopeful rumors with Poe and, and, and Finn, it, it, it ain't happening. But um, what I will say is that this, uh, th this improv thing where people lost their minds about in a bad way is silly. I think improv, when a director allows their cast to improv a lot, if they trust in their cast, if the cast knows their characters, it doesn't mean improv comedy. It means improv inside of there's something that the character is feeling and allowing them to go on and do something because you can find some stuff. Guess what was improv? I know. It was improv. 
Um, there is improv that happens on set all of the time. Um, it is the director's choice to keep said improv if they want to, but they can also not use it and stick to everything on the script. I think it is inspiring. I think it is encouraging that J.J. Uh, Abram re- is relying on his cast to do that, and I love this. I, I love the idea that they he's l- allowing them to really kind of feel their characters. It's not a bad thing to say, well, they don't trust the script, they're just making it up. No, this is not a Lord and Miller type situation. What do you, how do you feel? I mean, when you say improv is allowed, you immediately think of all the times that they've said, oh, yeah, we improved a lot on this movie, and they were trying to be funny, and it just took forever. I think Pitch Perfect did this. I think Paul Rudd movies have done this and just became insufferable because of this. But what I think it means, like you said, it's like do it like the script says this time, and on the last take you can play around. Exactly. But it is kind of worrisome because it's a lot of power to put in someone's hands in terms of maybe they could create their own canon. Maybe they can create their own lore. I mean, plus side, Storm Pilot could happen. Mm-hmm. Huh? Because yeah. they don't seem opposed to it. Right. <laughs> the improv, but, but again, I think that improv is right away people think comedy, which is not the case. And I think that even create, but again, the same thing with creating canon inside of it. They don't have to use the take. So if, if the story group goes, well, we, Oscar Isaac just said that and it kind of contradicts something that happened in episode three, we can't use it. Okay, we don't use it. But I think you're right in the fact that it's like, just go for your next take. Just go see what you come up with. Or he, Boyega says, I'm really feeling this thing. And he says something and he's able to just kind of play off it. And JJ goes, okay, you guys know, you understand it. They understand where they're going with these characters and they have a back history. I, that's why I say it's encouraging to me. What was so discouraging was when they were interviewing Donald Gleason in the last movie. He didn't know anything about his father after the, the story group could have told him a lot about him. He found out about some reporter who asked him about the novel and he said that would have been helpful What's encouraging about that is they know more about their characters. They know stuff. Maybe they throw something in. in. Well, I mean, if you think about sometimes in history, some of the greatest lines were improv. Like in Casablanca, here's looking at you, kid. That came from Humphrey Bogart. Yep. So it could lead to something incredible. Yeah, and that's, that's why not necessarily a terrible thing. Exactly, and that's why I'm referencing the Han Solo. You know, I know from Empire Strikes Back that that, that he was supposed to say, "I love you too," and he said, "Nope." I know, and it's one of the most iconic lines in Star Wars history. Ken, how do you feel about this? Um, uh, all my years of Groundlings training have uh, you know, led me to I want Star Wars to be a bunch of improv games, just uh, new choice, uh, add information, all this stuff. No. Kim brings up a good point, though, that I didn't really concentrate on. You know, an actor on set could be like, I fought in this war. What the hell war is that? we got to create it. But also, that can lead to something else. And I think the story group and, and a lot of the authors, that's what they are doing. They are looking at Last Jedi. Oh, there's a big fishing pole. How do we put that in? Oh, it's the Legends of Luke Skywalker book. So it could be good. But it's an interesting point. We don't think about that because we're in this canon age, though, and any little piece of information spins off YouTube videos. So that's interesting, too. But in terms of the actual, what you guys are talking about, yeah, I think we're all... Pretty much what if on the, the same caveat page. is they have to read all of the books? Now that's a little different, huh? Yeah, I would love that. There's no way you're getting all <laughs> the actors all the books. Not going to happen. But that's why the story group should be there. Yeah, the story yeah. group should say, to exactly to Kim's point, is that someone says something and they just say to JJ, "We can't actually use that because yeah. of this or you know." I mean, if it, or just say, we'll make a note of it. We won't use it in the cut. Yeah. If, if they, yeah, I, mean, I don't think the story group's on set like like Pablo's on the set tr- doing you can watch dailies. sketching Transformers and then going, "Oh no, that doesn't count." Uh, but that yeah. wouldn't be bad. But he watched dailies. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is that that's why you have it. You, Do you dailies di- exist anymore in this di- digital but, age? Well, yeah, but it's da- it's, it's digital dailies. It's a separate conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, be, you you're sitting there, you're watching the footage. 
here's the day on set. They did four takes of this thing. Here's the set. Here's the take yep. of uh, Daisy Ridley and and Boyega doing a bunch of like kind of offset from the script. Wow, they actually and JJ can then say because here's another thing that could happen, which I love. Uh-huh. Maybe they come up with something that they do, and JJ then has a creative idea and says, "Look, yeah. hey Kathleen, I need an extra X amount of money because." This scene that they were talking about, this actually could really fit in, and it could yeah. be great. That's what a that's what a creative person, creative director, creative writer can do. So I think it's encouraging, and I think it's silly for people to go, "No, they're going to ruin the script." I don't even know what the script is. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. It's, and it's slightly different than the Lord and Miller rumors, and, right? I think that's know, what people that, are nervous that, that about. That might have been a battle between uh, the Kazan script and Lord and Miller's script that they had in their brain, and we don't know any of the stuff that was there. You know? Yeah, and the rumors there are different circumstances. The rumors there yeah, yeah. are that they just completely were almost like saying, let's forget about the script and let's just improv our own yeah. thing. And some people might think that that's something they should have done. I, I didn't mind the script for what it was. It was, mm. But uh, anyway, we're going to talk about that in a little bit because we've got a fun story coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry, Ken, do you have something else you want to say about that? Uh, no. Okay. What's, no. <laughs> what's next? No. Uh, we got this. Uh, here, yeah, here, there, here's an example of, uh, of, of clickbait, uh, click, clickbait, clickbait, an article saying that yes. uh, episode nine star reveals his character in film's plot point, And then that is a complete joke. You click on it, and there's nothing And there. then they say sort of. Sort that of. to me, that is exactly. <laughs> right? that, that article, when that came up, someone sent it to me and said, uh, I think that this is actually the definition of clickbait. And it was like Yahoo or something. They go, yeah. he reveals who he is. I'm like, wait. And then you click. And even in the headline of their article, it goes, well, sort of. Sure. So they got Richard you to Grant. click on it. There's no discussion about it. There's no inner kind of workings of this whole thing. He just, what did he say? Uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing the Star Wars character you just mentioned, talking about Timothy Zahn. Uh, I'm not allowed to say anything. Otherwise, I would be fired. It's a complete lockdown on any information whatsoever. Yeah, so. There's no uh, reveal no, except that he's not yeah. flawed. The yeah. stupid story this is. This is. You're so mad as if you didn't have a, a say in this rundown. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, I, I, mean, I mean more, not a stupid story that we're talking about, it, but a stupid story that, that Yahoo, like, would publish this. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. Do you think that they should, is this a story? No, right. it is a clickbait story. Because, yeah. and it's like, he kind of just sort of mouthed something, but we don't know what it was. But was it something? Was it the thing that we think? Yeah. It's a stretch. Right. Are you a Wookiee? No. That's a story. Are you, are you Thrawn? No. Are you in space for the first part of the movie? No. It, it's like, it's just stupid. Uh, anyway, that's, but you're right. I mean, I could have said no to the story, but it's like. That's, that's my favorite moment of the show. Yeah. So, it's just, it's, I, I know. I had, points, I had to say that. Points but it's, just, it's, but it's just, I think it's the, it's the balance. When you talk about could someone be in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. for 20 minutes as opposed to, hey, we're going to get you to click on our site and say, oh, just kidding. He right. kind of says it. Dopey. Right. All right, what's next? This came out uh, a couple days ago. It's not, uh, you know, making the rounds on the Internet. This is this, uh, whoo, you were talking about AI the other day, right? Yeah. This is this uh, AI program. What's it called? It is like... Uh, Deepfake. D- yes, Derp. What is it? The channel is called Derp. The channel's Derp Fakes. Oh, that's, that's a... Uh, it's a, an AI program that, uh, like takes a picture of Harrison Ford and then takes the, 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 the movie solo and then inserts Harrison's face over Alden's face in the most creepy, realistic, the robots are going to kill us all yeah. type of way here. It's like yeah. Yeah. I mean, deep fakes are a thing. Yeah. There are a lot of um, adult films that have put someone's face on that wasn't in the film. Okay. I've seen the one of President Obama saying things he never said. Uh, it's a little bit of a scary technology, but it yeah, is very... It's, it's good. It looks good. No, it does look good, yeah. 
Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. You're sending this down a different conversation well, thread now. Well, I mean, deepfakes have yeah. that in their conversation. Yeah. It's, you because can fabricate things that aren't real for better or worse. My grandparents would believe that the, any video with this would, is real. You know, look at the, what the president said. That's fake. So, ooh, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Well, remind me the, of the Peter Cushing stuff from Rogue One in a certain sense, right? I mean, it, it, sure, it, didn't, yeah. look, it didn't look as good because, it, I don't, because the effort was... Yeah, it's, it's there was so much more yeah. effort put into Rogue One. Obviously, this was done fairly quick, and mm-hmm. but for what it was, what it did, it started a conversation with John Roke and I when we were looking at this and whether or not we wanted to talk about this, and I said the reason why I really wanted to bring this up was because when you, it, it is weird, the, the, the weirdest thing is hearing all this voice over the Harrison Ford face, it didn't really work, but what worked and what you realize is it's his movements, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a scene when they're walking into that, into the, not the cantina, but where they to go see Lando, and the way he's got his hands on his hips and the way he's moving, he moves like Han Solo. He really does. Like when you look at it, you, you take it away, you take it for granted. But when you put Harrison Ford's face on him, you're like, wow, that really does look like him. But I, I started to say, oh man, I wish that they actually could have done this, perfected this, and then gotten Anthony and Gruber to do his voice throughout the whole thing, or just put Anthony and Gruber in the movie. Um, but I think that this would have been interesting to see. But eventually, in ten years from now. They're going to be able to do stuff like this. They're going to be able to do, and I always reuse the reference of John McClane, two or you know five years after Die Hard, thirty whatever, forty years old, going back and doing it all over again. You know, in, in wherever it is in Nakatomi, uh, in Japan this time. Thank you to Ben. Uh, but yeah, I think that this is a, this is a cool technology, and I like seeing it. And it was a fun fantasy film. Did you not like it? Um. It made me learn an important life lesson that we should all learn, which is looks aren't everything. I, I mean, it didn't match up together. It, it seemed weird to me. It did give me that uncanny feeling. I, I mean, obviously Harrison Ford is the better Han Solo, but it's a, it's a different performance mm-hmm. altogether. And I kind of just take it for what that is. It's not the best, but it is what it is, and I'm, I'm fine with it the way it was. Yeah, I mean, I, me too, but it's just fun to see... It was just fun to see, like, what if the, the actual young... So, because it reminded me of, like, Battlefront 2. Like, when we went to see Battle... When we see this story in Battlefront 2 to where you have Han with a beard and he's walking around doing the mission, I was like, okay, this is other stories. The I've old seen- one when it's all pixelated? Is it- the faces? They're, no. like, not as good? No, no, no. It was, it was, not, not from that one. And, and it was the one... The new he, ones? Yeah. yeah, the newest okay. Battlefront 2. Is that the one you're talking about? There's an about? old Battlefront 2. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the newest one. And then there's a new one that yes, looks yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. No, the, the newest one. The newest okay. one with uh, with Janina Gavankar as the lead. But, mm-hmm. like, it was... There's a storyline where you see Han. It's, this is a couple of years after Return of the Jedi, and he's got like a full-on beard, and he's going on this mission. You get to play as him, and it was cool to see him in versions of the Han Solo version that were not the original trilogy and Force Awakens. So it was just cool to kind of imagine it, and that's that's what it is. Han, Han, what do you think? Well, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's a fun little. Thing to look at and watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm such a fan of, of Alden's performance in the movie, and and I do. One of the reasons is his movements down to it, and, and I think like like him is just kind of watching it, going like, Meh, all right, it's still weird, and I, it's in an internet video. Um, the Tarkin thing is funny; it's grown. Uh, like I, when you first see it, I was I was like, I'm glad the characters in the movie, but like. I couldn't separate myself. And now when I, I had Rogue One on the other day, and it's like, I don't even question it. I guess just the brain adapts. It yeah. seems like Peter Cushion to me. It is kind of scary that this could happen uh, t- 10 years from now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, remember 10 years ago, we are like, you know, 
Fred Astaire is going to be dancing in more commercials. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, you look at some of the stuff they're doing in Marvel, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, impressive. I think Roke had brought up in Ryan. Thank God Kim looks on everything. That's the only, <laughs> only way I get through life. Well, it still has that Polar Express um, feel to it. They still right, right. When Polar Express came out, there was something about it is that our, we know, like, just they, they, they nailed down Planet of the Apes. When we saw, we still we believe that Andy Serkis was Caesar, right? But they still right. have not perfected. The human eye will still, you can't trick us yet mm -hmm. to get, like, that's not a human being yet. Yeah. There's something wrong. There's something with the frames or, or the movement. Yeah. It's, it's hard, it's imperceptible. But yeah. you know it's wrong. Right. And yeah. it's when it's that day when they're able to do it to where you can't tell that it's, A, scary, but is B, going to change film like, oh, like that overnight. I'm packing up and heading to the woods in Montana. <laughs> With a Blu-ray player because you're going to want to watch everything. <laughs> because it is cool to think, because if they do stuff like this, because I think that right away you say, no, I don't, we don't necessarily need it. But if you could get, you know, young Harrison Ford in a, in a version of Han Solo again... And it could look perfect, and you couldn't tell, mm -hmm. and it would sound like him, or young Indiana Jones. As this sounds like a philosophy question. Would you? Would you? <laughs> Does want? it matter if you can't tell? But if you, yeah, but, but I'm saying, would it? Would it? I mean, would, if you could, if it seemed like a young Harrison Ford again, and mm -hmm. you could get a movie, and it sounded like him, and the movements were real, and it, you wouldn't want that. Does Harrison Ford approve of this? Yeah, if he signs off on it, he gets paid like as a performance. You see, it's his I likeness. Don't know. I mean, this sounds like a sci-fi series right. about to happen. It's it real. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I think that we're going to be there one day. And I think that what I asked Andy Circus when I interviewed him, I said, "Will it be Are you real?" Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, but <laughs> I asked I him that question. Uh, that's exactly what I said, actually. Um, but he, um, I asked. I said, "Eventually, will you be able to do that?" And he's like, "Absolutely, it's going to happen." Sure. Like it, it's just they just haven't gotten it done yet. What about you guys? Do you think that that's something you'd want to see? Do you think that it's is it too freaky? Is it too scary? Is it is it is it cloning? What what, what do you think? Go What's ahead and the comment. moral dilemma? Right. I love um, should we clone dinosaurs? Go ahead and comment below. Now we're going to move on over. I believe. Yeah. Correct. Now we're going to hit that time of the show. Quick this time. It is time for what's the deal with Canon? Tip your waitress. It is time for to blend in everything that's going on in Star Wars that not, is not necessarily movies, but it could be a TV show, animated series, comic books, novels, whatever it might be. I do have a fun stat that I was sent this morning by our buddy uh, Ryan Snelling over at the Afterthoughts. This is something I wanted to throw an audible at you, Ken. Yeah, what's So that? he sent me a graph. Oh, of, I like graphs. Yep. So I can't open it up. Excel sheet or Google sheet? Uh, it's just a graph. And it is a picture. Star Wars revenue, right, uh -huh. right now, throughout the galaxy. What do you think the number one source of revenue? Toys. Correct. And would you, how much, just take a wild guess if you're going to guess in the billions. In the billions? In the billions for toys. What is it at? Is this Price is Right rules? Yeah. One dollar. <laughs> fifteen billion. So, fifteen billion. Number two, you want to take a guess at what number two is? Um, uh, co not comic books. Uh, novels? No. It's uh, video games at 4.7. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I forgot about the yeah. video games. The box office okay. is number three. The movies themselves are number three at 4.5, right? Mm -hmm. 4.3, uh, number four is DVDs, okay? okay? Books come in next at 2 billion. Okay. Okay. So for all those people saying, well, there's not a lot of people that read the books. It's only, I mean, it's, it's only 2 billion off from box office, which is still sure. a significant amount of money, but it's still 4 billion to 2 billion. 
It is. And then Other is 1.3 and Rentals is 1.2. So that's the, sor- the sources are Lucasfilm and Nash Information Services and so on and so on and so on. So thank you to Ryan Snelling for sending that in. But I think that was an interesting graph. You know, it's like I didn't I wouldn't have pegged novels to do that well. Oh, well. Two billion is that's a nice number. Yeah, I forget about it. yeah those, those video games. They make some money. They do. Yeah. It's a big industry. Big industry. Yeah. Big growth industry. Which is crazy <laughs> too, considering there's only really been um, two console games with Battlefront one and two mm-hmm. in the new in the new yeah. era, right? So it's yeah they want to perfect. Back in the day with like Lucas Lucas Arts, they were pumping out a lot of games and good ones. Yeah, and now we just we just haven't gotten a good one. Yet I'm still mad about uh, Star Wars 1313. Yeah, they, well, that, that yeah. game would have been pretty cool. I went to the demo for it. Did you really at E3? And it was in like a, a set that looked like a ship. Really? Oh, cool! And it was awesome. When, yeah. when was when was that? When was I that? don't know. Uh, was it 2012 or something? 2011. Early, yeah, I would say sometime between 2010 and 2013. Right before the announcement of the wow, cell. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard. I'd never heard that perspective on it. What 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 did it? Looked like what was the feel? It f- looked a lot like an an adventure game, kind of a little bit like Uncharted, nice, a yeah. little bit like Assassin's Creed. Was it Visceral that did it? Um, I can't it was, no. I but it was remember. but it was more for this game was for adults. Yes. Yeah. It was you know it was set on Coruscant. Yep. And it well, had the lower levels, all, right? All lower yeah. levels, yeah. and it was 13, all bad 13. people yeah. and no Jedi. Yeah. Well, nice. I think that they're gonna take. So, if I, from what I hear or what the r- rumors have been. I think they're going to take elements from that. Se- Remember, there was a series from like 2005 or whatever yeah, it is. Ronald D. Moore wrote a lot of scripts. Yeah, yeah, they were working on it for a while. They have like so the rumors like they have like 100 episodes that were were done that they were going to go into production with when, Luke, when George Lucas still still owned it. And um, they're going to take some of those. They have access to them, and you're going to see some of those types of things appear in the new Mandalorian series, right? But there's also stuff from 1313 that is going to appear in, in the because didn't it take place like after Jedi? I don't remember when the time frame okay. was. Okay. Yeah, because then it was also there was a, it was there was no canon at that point from when mm-hmm. thirteen thirteen. It was kind of just still part of the extended universe. Right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I just want to see what they're going to do with more games. Like, are we going to be that other game that was, was supposed to be out there for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got the what's the Fall of the Jedi Order one that's coming out. I forget the name of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, and I, I still to this day play Battlefront two, and, and they just released the. Um, Clone War stuff with the original voices mm, uh, cool. coming back. Other, other than, of course, you know the late Christopher Lee can't do Count Dooku. Corey Burton does him, but uh, James Arnold Taylor, Matt Lanter, mm-hmm. uh, and Matthew Wood for for Grievous back. I, I still play the game, still fun. I, but I understand the need and desire for what you're talking about, the Assassin's Creed. Series. Like I'm, I'm counting down the days to Red Dead Redemption Two yeah. on the 26th right. because. That game makes me feel like I'm actually a cowboy, and I wear a hat while I play the game. It's weird. Don't question it. Do you really? What color is the hat? It's black. Of course. I'm going to be chasing (laughs) Knights of the Republic forever. Like, I'm I'm always looking, the same way that I'm hoping one day, and I don't, that we'll find, we'll get a Star Wars movie that I feel is as good or better than Empire Strikes Back. Now, Mm -hmm. that's a tall order, I know, for me. Um, It's a tall order for me, and I love The Last Jedi. I I say it's my second favorite film, but Empire is still... 
and and if it never happens, then that's fine. But you're still chasing it. Like, can we get that? As one? you should. Yeah, that that's the standard. As yeah. Everyone should be compared to what you feel. Is the yes, best. and some people might feel that that surpassed their favorite Star Wars. But I'm just saying, right now, that's what I'm chasing. And I'm for video games. Knights of the Old Republic. For video games, I'm chasing Knights of the Old Republic. It's, my it's not happening again. No, 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 no. Not where Bioware is. No, 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 no. Not not the game itself. Okay. Not the game itself. No, it's it's it's. I'm talking more about Seriously? like a game that I oh, felt as okay. good. Like I took that off, level. I took off a week of work. I right? use all my sick days. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best you game of all time. You can download it for mobile now. It's uh, great. It is great. It is the story. It is it is still to this day my second favorite Star Wars yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, story you, of all time. That. Long uh, before they created this format for us to talk about Star Wars, I felt me the about same that. way. There's a yeah. twist in the game. For those of you who have never played, there's a twist in the game that when I was playing it, mm-hmm. I felt the same way I did when I got the "I am your father" twist, <gasps> and I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I meant when I'm saying I'm chasing that feeling again. I'm chasing. You the, want that high? I want that game. That game of this, like I couldn't you want stop. To be called a meat bag. Yeah, exactly. I want. <laughs> I want my wife to say, "Why? I haven't seen you in a week. Where are you? I've been playing a game." I want to do that again. I don't. I, I don't get pulled away like Battlefront Two. I started playing the extended story of Aiden again, right, right. and I'm like, I'm excited to see where it goes. But yeah. I'm, but I, I still not. I don't have to play it. Yeah, I want a game that I have to play. It. I can't put it down. I mean, I love uh, the character of Aiden Versio continues to be you know one of my favorites in, in the yeah. new canon. I hope they do more. I'd love a live action. Get Janina on screen. You can, uh, she could be, dude. She could be in uh, in the Mandalorian. It, it, it's it's more than possible. Yeah. yeah, it's more than possible. You don't get. Lo- I, I get lost in MLB the Show franchise mode where I negotiate with my players. I spend hours in a conference room negotiating fake contracts for That's video crazy game you players. Do that. I love that though. Yeah. I would have killed for that game when I was thirteen. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's a, a very interesting chart. So thanks again to, to Ryan Snelling for sending that to me this morning. All right, yeah. what do you got? Well, uh, our friends at the Star Wars show unveiled the gr- new graphic for the John Favreau Instagram feed being the number one source of Mandalorian news, the number one official source of Mandalorian news. Uh, he tweeted out the last couple of weeks, uh, last couple of days here, some interesting pictures. The first was the infamous... Ice cream maker. Yeah. Will Rowe Hood had that in Empire Strikes Back, and it has spawned, quite frankly, a cult of Will Rowe Hood. And then this is the weapon that the Mandalorian awesome. that we think we see hanging over there on yeah. his shoulder. Well, it looks a little different, doesn't uh, it? Uh, the bottom little, bit looks the same. Ooh, yeah, yeah, a little art. Yeah. I, I see what you did. This, this one's, got, one's a little flatter. Yeah, that one's got more of a hook. And this one's got more of a hook. But this one's sim- the one in the picture is similar to the 1313 design. Yeah. Uh, That's what I meant before, by the Kim way. Kim is yeah. the expert on that one, right? All right. You, I have never seen an image of I the I mean, game. I haven't looked at it recently, yeah. but I think so. Yeah. Like, Can you remember eight years ago right. the exact nope. curve of the blaster? <laughs> this one, though, is awesome. This is what we're talking about right now. Is It was inspired from the Star Wars holiday special, Boba Fett, where he made his first appearance, not counting that parade in, like, 1978 or something. Uh it is absolutely what he had, the weapon he had when he jumped into uh, that little animated bit in the holiday special. Why are you giggling? Because I just so Jim Norton, the comedian. Like yeah. Last night I was I was I was kind of blown away. Last night I got sent a, uh, um, it was a clip from Matt Sarah, the great welterweight former mm-hmm. UFC yeah. welterweight champion, and his show with uh, Jim Norton. Apparently Matt Sarah watches Collider Live, which I which I loved. And I was kind of, they started talking about the show. 
And then they start, Matt Sarah talks about his love of Star Wars. And then he's like, yeah, not like Jimmy. Jimmy does not, doesn't really like it. He goes, I don't know. I just, I like somebody's, I think George Lucas stinks. The Ewoks stunk. He goes, you know what I think of George Lucas? I think of the Christmas special. He's like, hey, you ever see that Christmas special? That's George Lucas. And, and I want to say, George Lucas hates the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, he wants to but burn. But I'm just thinking about Jim Norton, who I think is one of the funniest guys on the planet. And he's just like, it stinks. They, they stunk. But okay, Jay Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> stinks. It stinks. I brought Jim, I brought Jim Norton up to the stage once, and yeah. it was the most intimidating experience. Like, what do you want for your intro? He's like, nothing. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> He's great. I love Jim Norton. Anyway, so that just, that's why I was giggling. Um, but looking at this, I, uh, I, it looks like Star Wars. That's all I can say. It looks like Star Wars. I like that they're throwing. But little things like that, again. When they throw stuff in there, that's yeah. little nuggets for the hardcore fans. It's nuggets, but yeah. because John Favreau is a hardcore fan, yes, he, he said is. he's had these stories in his brain for a long time. I'm convinced he wants to do more of a Boba Fett story, and they might be like, mm, "You can't," because mm. um, that's why we have the Mandalorian. But yeah, I mean, the holiday special, and I have a, I have a copy of the original CBS broadcast copy that my friend Billy Patterson over Screen Junkies gave me for a birthday gift. Uh, we can all sit down and view it. It's got the old commercials too. Oh um, yeah, it's horrible. It's silly. <laughs> George, totally. It's we licensed it away, and it should have. But it's it's so fun to go back to that. And from a certain point of view, the fact that they really, really doubled down on Akmena, uh, B. Arthur's character being not only canon but truly the night shift bartender at Shaman's Cantina, like that kind of stuff, we fans love. So you're right, it is the deep dive, and I'm sure Favreau at some point was like. You know, with with him and his team, we're like, hey, you remember the remember Boba Fett in the animated? Well, Let's I mean, do it. the Wilro Hood ice cream machine is right, going to yeah. make a lot of goodwill toward this. Yeah, I, you see Wilro Hood cosplay groups at cons sometimes. The will the run right? The yeah, and they all run together, and it's great. That's the title it's of the episode. Dumb as That's hell, it. and it's great. Yes. Yeah, Will Rohood, will he appear in Star Wars? Or just, or do you want a Star Wars ice cream machine? Um, I, I, yes, yes. The I'm answer curious is yes. what that weapon is going to be able to do. I am very curious. It's got the sniper. It's going to be able to poke you and, and eat snipe. your uh, shrimp cocktail. Right, you can eat ice cream with it. I like it. I like the design of it. Looking forward to seeing more. I think that, that there's going to be more news about the Mandalorian coming out first than I think we will get with Episode Nine. Mm. Yeah. And that that's I think that's one of the things, too. Is as you know... As you get, there's right now. There's going to be kind of like, as you said, with the news. Mm-hmm. There's a slow news cycle because there's no movie in December, right? But I think one of the most exciting things is that as more news and more casting happens, because there's going to be so much more casting in the Mandalorian, because as more episodes keep happening and mm-hmm. and more seasons eventually start to happen down the line. It, Anybody can be in this thing. So, again, I I know that I'm repeating myself, but I cannot wait for this show. And I look forward to the news of, um, of what's coming next. Yeah. All right. And what, what we is next is a little yeah. bit of Star Wars Resistance. Uh, three episodes are out, but it's been kind of weird because I, I think they released them on the app, the first three, which is the pilot, which is kind of two-part. And, and, and the third one is Fuel for the Fire with Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's Elijah in it? He is kind of the main, I don't want to say villain in the third one, but he's kind of like, uh, he's a bad kid. Okay. He teaches Ah. you lessons about being good. Um, But it is a really good episode, and you can kind of see the show after the pilot get into into its groove. And it has what what, what I was, I don't want to say my favorite moment yet of the young series, but the the character of of Yeager, uh, Jarek Yeager, uh, who knows Poe, they've got a history, he's very, he's running the team. Um, Team Fireball uh, lead there. Um, 
it's a great reveal that one, his family was on Batu, which mm-hmm. is the Galaxy's Edge Disneyland uh, uh, adventure we're all going to have soon. And also, he was at the Battle of Jakku. He fought in the rebellion. And we talked about it a little bit with Darina last week about this reveal uh, of, of the character uh, being this kind of war veteran and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And so it, it shows that the show is going to start going into different areas. And you have not had a chance to see that yet, Kim, but you've seen the first one or two? Sorry. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't, you haven't seen it yet. yet. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, I have episodes three, four, and five waiting for what? me for today when I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch them. a brag? Them. Yeah, I'm going to watch. It was a brag. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to watch them when I get out of here uh, for sure. But I, I was, like I said, in the first two episodes, I was, I was intrigued by it. I want to see where, where it goes. But I want to ask a question to you, Kai. I think is Jakku... Yeah. The Battle of Jakku. It's yeah. been shown only in Battlefront, right? It's been uh, shown in Battlefront, described in great deal in Aftermath. And Lost Stars. And uh, Lost Stars, which I, I just reread the ending of Lost Stars. And it's funny. And, and, and uh, you start putting them all together. And yeah. this is a giant battle, so it's fun. You can have all these different little stories and little moments in it. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the bigger sources of it. But shown we've only seen in, in Battlefront, which I love. You can you can actually fight. Yeah, in the well, and, and one of the little victories of, of that Battlefront story, uh, Walt Williams, and Mitch Dyer wrote it, is, is the references. The you know you you hear the Inflictor is the is the starter story that Ray scavenges, and that's right. the one that Santa Ray commands, and that's the one that Thane Kyrell infiltrates. And have, they have the big reunion, and you hear in the video game like we've got Rebel agents on that Star Destroyer, and then you hear uh, Snap and Wedge who are having their own adventure. Uh, you hear that in the video game as well. So it's start, I love that it ties it all in. It's it all a big battle. Yeah. So that now that you know Jaeger, the character of Terex from the Poe Dameron comic, was a stormtrooper who fought on Jakku. Right. I love that you can go back to this big battle and kind of say here, here's a little pockets of story. That's to pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a lot of fun for people mm-hmm. who are really invested inside of all the. Yeah, games. I don't have a lot of free time in life anymore. All right. Well, Resistance is on TV. All right. What's next? <laughs> The comic books. I haven't. I haven't. We say this every week. I know. I haven't caught it's up. It's been hard, and, maybe, and people give it us a little bit of, uh, as as they should. They I just. Should. It's just I been just, hard to get. I to just them. can't. I, I still go to my shop, and what, so it what's takes Vader a while. got? What's, it, what's he He's got that's that Sith helmet of oh. the Sith Lord uh, that inspired, uh, so to speak. For those who haven't read it, uh, the Darth Darth Vader's castle that we see in Rogue oh, One okay. finally. Uh, I gotta read that because I really like that. Uh, Alex over Star Wars explained can't stop tweeting about this episode, so or this issue. So I'm assuming it's who is who's really tweeting about it. Alex. Uh, oh, Damon explained. Okay. I did read issue 55 though. That I did read, and wow, that that has there's one big canon reveal, kind of conclusion. Can we give a spoiler? Uh, uh, if we warn, if we warn, can we throw a spoiler up there? Wanna, yeah, I, I want to. I want to hear about the spoiler. So if you don't want to hear what the spoiler is, w- come back in like a minute yeah. or two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you it? okay? You good? I like spoilers. Okay. She said that. So like, you're like the Joker. You're like, I like chaos. And sp- uh, spoiler is uh, we get two big deaths in the Rebel Alliance leadership, which is uh, 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 General uh, uh, Draven yeah. uh, from Rogue One, right. uh, and uh, who has a great ending, and then uh, General Jan Dodana. Oh, that's how he that's how uh, goes. Uh, huh? Yeah, who, of course, in uh, New Hope is the first character to actually say, may the force be with you on right. screen. And, and then, we don't see him in Empire. So. Um, yeah. No, we don't. And then uh, played by uh, Barristan Selmy from Game of Thrones in Rogue One. He has only one line, so you've told us. I wish they would have done more with him, but... Yeah, that's uh, pretty big canon stuff there for yeah. canon junkies in episode, I would say episode, issue 55, but they're kind of like... Doesn't episode that, 55? Yeah. yeah. yeah episode. Doesn't that cover look like an old school, like, 80s comic cover? I love it. it. 
does. It looks like something that I would have seen. A little Robotech. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, man. Or like a G.I. Joe cover or something, too. It looks really... Oh, it does look like a... You're not feeling the Hamlet cover? I love the Hamlet cover, to be honest, but that's a more modern kind of cover, which I dig. that in the wall. But that that that's old. I mean, that looks old school. You could have you show you could have shown me that and said that, that was one of the Legends comics. I don't you know believe. What, you know, it kind of reminds me of is the old GI Joe like annual ones at the end where they just had the roll call of people and then it's yeah, like old, Destro you, on yeah, the top. So you had like yeah. all the people coming out. It's great. I, I, so I'm looking forward to both of those. Uh, will I read them? I hope so. I don't want a lot of people. I'm just, done. I'm done with it. Too real. It's too real. It's, yeah. it's too real. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to talk to you guys. Ken's going to go through the live chat. He's also going to go through hashtag Collider Live and the Facebook group. Collider Jedi Council. What did I say? You said Collider Live. I see him just on my head. It's on your it's on mind. My head. Hashtag Collider Jedi Council and the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. So, Ken, we've got a lot of time on our hands. Let's pick some good ones. Uh, we do. We should just sit down and read the comics since we have time. I know. Um, all right. All right. I like this one on Twitter here. We'll go live in a second. This is a pre-selected one by Mr. John Roca. Dave Goodger, at Dave underscore Goodger, says, at hashtag Collider Jedi Council, that's the right one. Could you see a time where the powers that be commit to a Harry Potter-esque Jedi Academy series of films? Hashtag Broom Boy, the school years. <laughs> Kim, Kim had quite a reaction. I can't tell you. It's love a it or hate it. my eye. Just she moving. loves the idea. She hates it to her core. I love Harry Potter. Let's do this. It's Dive my into favorite it. fantasy yeah. series. I like it more than Lord of the Rings. That's fair. You're not alone, This I'm is sure. a horrible idea. <laughs> oh, look at that swerve. I, I love it. Swerve. I don't like it. It doesn't Shyamalan work. If they have different it. energies and they have different strengths and they aren't the same. And yeah. it's, I don't think it's going to work right. I don't want to see different houses for, you know, younglings. That sounds crazy. Yoda's going to put you in a house. But I think he means, I think what he means is more of a just seeing like these kids, not maybe necessarily living in different houses. That would then be silly. I think you're right. Was um, it a sorting hat? Right. Yeah, but I think we like put just. Darth Vader's melted helmet on you. Right. And but it I, tells you <laughs> with the voices in your head because you're insane which house you go in. <laughs> right. But I mean, if you actually seen him studying in the academy, because they did that in, in, was it Clone Wars? They showed, yeah, yeah, they showed younglings inside of the academy. Yeah. And like, what if we. It depends on when, right? Because Luke had a school for a while. What sure. if we were able to, or maybe it was even during But the it doesn't years. have this, you know, mystique to it. Hogwarts Castle is this incredible place with layers and layers and layers. You know, if you look at those huts where Luke Skywalker lives, it's not, there's not much to it. But that's the hut. The, the stuff, the actual, like, the archives and the stuff with, with holograms from, past, from Jedi's past, sure. holocrons from, sure. from past Sith. Well, I mean, there's a lot of history. Why don't we just fill in Luke's history, then, instead of this? Well, okay because, I mean, I think what happens down the road, because Luke says in The Last Jedi, I am not The Last Jedi, and Rey is essentially going to carry it on. Now, whether or not she does it in Nine, probably not. But what eventually could happen is the Jedi could come back, and if we do a series down the line of new Jedi explaining, the, learning the history, learning stuff, I think there's some stuff that could be cool inside of this. I wouldn't want a replica of Harry Potter, but I'd like to see someone grow as a Jedi, becoming a powerful Jedi, because those are some of the things I thought were lost inside of Last Jedi. I wanted to see ultimately what Luke Skywalker became before he went, before he turned into the, you know, the kind of hermit. Yeah, like before he turned, I wanted to see that. Do you want to see Kylo Ren's school years? 
Is no, because he wanted? wasn't a bad guy. He was still, Ben he, Solo year yeah, one. Yeah, ben Solo, him learning. He was just walking around with with Luke. <laughs> that adventure might be interesting. The two of them. But that to to Kim's point, and you understand Harry Potter more than I have had too much butterbeer at Universal and got sick of the. You sun. shouldn't drink that butterbeer. Yeah, it's it, too sweet. It's too sugary. You understand this franchise and the idea. So I understand there. This is not that I'm suggesting a direct comparison we're making jokes about you know sith hufflepuffs and stuff right, like that right. but no what you're saying though I, I, <laughs> that doesn't make sense ken don't be ridiculous sith, raven sith is that it raven no uh, it would clearly I'm, be slytherin 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 Sitherin. yeah look i was once sorted into hufflepuff uh, i took that That's pot of thing. and i, I felt act like it's a bad thing I, the world needs hufflepuff <laughs> i know and I, I wanted i wanted ravenclaws uh, i got ravenclaw see but you understand it. So what you're saying is it's a li- it, it, it's different. And, and and to your point, yeah, we would love the junkie stuff. Would love to dig into the whole lore. Yeah. But you got to build it. What's the conflict? So it's how does the school work? Is your right. question? Because it just the new stuff yeah. in those comics. I mean, they, they have this tiered system that's like you go for seven years, and you know, and this year you take your owl exams, and in this year you get to go to Hogsmeade, and it's just not that level. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's well. It's not that it's worse. It's just that it's different. That's not right. its strengths of exploring this bureaucracy of wizardry. And That's it, a tongue twister. It also might work on just when it is, of course, too. Like we, if we go through some of the Clone War stuff, like we, yeah. we said, the, the gathering for the crystals. But if it's if it's with Ray or if it's something after, yeah. it, it might not get to the levels that, yeah, that just you're the, saying about Potter. Yeah, it's it's just different. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it, the the molds work with each other. Well, it just depends on the lore also, too, because here's the other thing is J.K. Rowling had, a, had all these books to really explore and get detailed with, and it would, they would be essentially, even though there's a lot of lore, but it's not as detailed as what J.K. Rowling did. But I still think there could be some exciting stuff there because of what, like, Jocasta knew that episode. And you know my thoughts on Jocasta knew. I think she's useless for the most part. But when you get her, the best that she ever been is in that comic book. And oh, yeah, she, she is the historian. There's so much stuff that she, that she has. Um, that I think that they could explore. So I, I think it was an, it's an interesting idea, but it depends on how it's executed, like anything else. Right. All right what's next? All right. Uh, you want you want uh, you want to go deep? We just went deep into some lore. This is you. You're Jacosta New right now. Oh, I'm Jacosta New <laughs> yet. If if the archives say it doesn't exist, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Uh, Will McLean live on Twitter at McLean underscore Will says, "What dream lightsaber battle would you want to see that couldn't happen? Like say Ray versus Vader. Let's go video game. Let's go player one versus player two. Dream lightsaber fights. Have a little fun." Ooh, Darth Maul and Darth Vader. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. Darth Maul was scared of Vader though. Yeah, is but he? It'd be, yeah, in Rebels. Oh he, yeah. He he sent he senses him and he just gets the hell out of there. But, he, want, but, he, he, is, well, he, he knows he's too powerful. He gets a little ballsy. Yeah, he does it. it, it, it prime, <laughs> va- prime Maul from like Phantom Menace One against Vader. Like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That would be. I mean, that would be a good one. I'm mm-hmm. thinking. I like to see Darth Revan versus Palpatine. Revan oh. Palpatine's good. Good. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind if Yoda uh, was like an Empire. Was like, you know what, Luke. Finish the stew. I'll head the Bespin. What? And fight Vader. What if we did, like, a Battle Bots where we just had a droid death match? Yes. If, if Granny Mahar can build our droids for this one, let's I do it. I bet he would. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he's working on one now. He's working on BB-8. <laughs> he's been doing it for years, yes. though. Yeah. Yes. And Asajj yeah. Ventress versus Kylo Ren would be fun one, too. Oh, Ventress. Yeah, Ventress would be great. I, I love the character Ventress. Uh, uh, Dooku uh, in his prime versus, like... Like, uh, maybe, when you laugh, you're snickering at Dooku. No, <laughs> I was thinking of something else. 
<laughs> Dooku versus like Qui Gon when they when they turn. If Qui Gon's like upset at his former yeah. boss for going bad. What about young Kenobi versus old Kenobi? Oh, you, oh. That'd you be can't just, do that. That'd just be them like pointing each other. Yeah. For old, a Kenobi, the, the old Kenobi does that kind uh, of weird shuffle. Well, he's losing. Yeah. 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 But. <laughs> um, all right. What's next? Uh, next. Um, if Sidious appears in episode nine, uh, no, clickbait. I just thought, sorry, Jake Silva had a great question. And we kind of already answered that one there a little bit. Um, ah, but Matt Thomas at Cavs fan 1094. He likes the Cavaliers. He says, what do you think is more likely that we get the pilot for the Mandalorian or the trailer for it mm. at celebration in April? Um, uh, do we get the pilot for, for the Mandalorian by April? Yeah. When is it supposed to come out? Not until next yeah. year. So, the so, trailer. The answer, so yeah, you're going with yeah. trailer, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I think we might get some scene footage and some Maybe more. Maybe some extra footage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think at Celebration we'll get a trailer, an overall trailer for it, but then you're going to see some actual scenes from the show. Sure. You think so? If you do, like, the first five minutes, that would yeah. work. Yeah. Ken? Um, would it show an episode, you think, at Celebration? Uh, Maybe that's what he was I asking. think an extended kind of preview would work. Yeah, like a trailer, like trailer, but also like you like it. Here's 15 minutes of the pilot or something. Yeah, I'm with like that. Kim. I think that that's that's kind of what they're going to do. I think they're going to show like five minutes of yeah. the show, get you excited for it. Yeah. I don't think they'll have a full episode ready yet. Like Maybe that. they will, but I don't Does know. Celebration do that though. They just seem to amp you up they, they as showed, opposed to actually satiate you. They showed yeah. they showed full episodes like the season two and season three of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Like they showed it months before it debuted, and there was like and there was some really cool stuff with Vader. Mm. They like Rebels was always the one that was. Delivering even more so. Well, I think the first one, the 2015 celebration, Force Awakens won the news, and the Rogue One teaser, but the Force Awakens trailer won the news. And then the following year, the Thrawn stuff from Rebels mm-hmm. won. Last year was the Last Jedi trailer. So the films have, the trailers have usually won the news, but they have shown pilots for TV. In the Interesting. Past. Yeah. Depends on much, how much hype they need, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And how much they have to show. Um, all right, what's next? All right, we got. What do you think? Uh, what you say? Did you say? I, you... I echoed what you guys okay, were saying. Yeah, cool. yeah. I didn't didn't debate you on that okay, one. Okay, cool. Uh, from the Facebook group, James Verico, Verico, both sound cool. Okay. Uh, James asks if Han was alive, do you think he could have convinced Luke to come back to the Millennium Falcon? Yes, yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's the only reason he won't go is that he's you know he's sad. He's mm-hmm. thinking about. What could have been, what should have been, what might have been. If that wasn't there, yeah, he'd go join his friend. Yeah. You? Uh, yes, at that point in the story. Yeah, at that point in the story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's Han, Han dies because he finally, in the end, decides I, I am the good guy I've, I've been spending 40 years trying to run away from. He constantly runs away from that. So I think he finally decides it. So at that point, he'd probably tell Luke, we got to do this. It's also why I love the choice of Han dying before he meets Luke mm-hmm. and and before they unite. Because I know that's what everybody wanted to see. I know everybody sure, wanted yeah. to see the big three on screen together. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing that they didn't. But life in general is tragic sometimes, and that's what happens. And that is exactly what happened here. Han never had a chance to reunite with his friend. Never had that, and it makes it more tragic. They're just like, oh, what could have been? And sure, as a fan, it pisses you off. Like, oh, why didn't they just do that? But that's that to me was a great story beat, and I loved it. Even Mark Hamill was like, I wish we could have done stuff together. Sure, 
Yeah. But I just I just think that that was a really good choice for them not to do it because it makes it just makes it hurt that much more. Yeah, th- there there's always going to be part of me as much as I, I love the the new saga films like like oh you know we didn't get to see that shot, but I I, I love that choice too of just like what happens after the victory, what yeah. happens to life. Um, I never I I never would have on paper thought oh I want Han and Leia to be separated. Right. And then it happens, and it's like, oh, this is heartbreaking and, and real, and they both ran to what they know. Uh, and, and, and Luke and Han, I was rewatching Force Wiggins last week, and Han, and I saw this in a meme, and it, it, it's, it's old news. It's been around, but, like, Han tells Finn and Ray exactly what Luke does, you know? And, and so to actually see that play out, and J.J. puts him on the hill at the end, like, it, it, it's, it's the best ending in any Star Wars film. The girl who is nobody who thinks she doesn't have a part in the story handing a lightsaber right. to the person she thought was a, a myth in the earlier movie, it's powerful stuff, and 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 I like that a lot. All right, what's next? Um, <laughs> Jason Bueno asks, "What flavor of La- Lacroix would your favorite Star Wars characters drink?" You answer that while I look for the next live one. Uh, my favorite one, so, would, a would, real flavor. Would, yeah. would they drink? Or you can make a the blue milk flavor. Ugh, <laughs> milk soda. <laughs> milk soda. Milk soda water. Well, Hashtag it. milk soda. Milk please. soda. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Okay, oh, well, that's a good stall. While I look for the next live question. <laughs> well, we don't know that much about the food they have, especially the fruit true. they have. Is it true? Yeah, that's it's not right. like if George R. R. Martin wrote a Star Wars book, we'd yeah. know what kind of food was being. We know what really... everyone's favorite is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, huh. um, we've got uh, uh, we got. Uh, the, I keep seeing this one here, uh, Themis from Greece. Oh, he cool. keeps tweeting us, and he, he's trying to he's trying to get our attention. I want to give him that mm-hmm. much deserved attention. Is this live chat. This is live on Twitter. I'm watching The Mandalorian on the monitor behind Christian and thought, hey, this looks like one of the Knights of Ren. Is it possible we have a connection to the new series? What do you think? So not necessarily maybe The, the Mandalorian, but maybe some of those answers, Acolytes of Beyond that Wendig gave us an Not aftermath. in season one. Fair. Yeah. I, it, it's, I, they're not closely related enough for it to be it's an immediate. It's too close to Jedi. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, that is. It's too close to Return of the Jedi. Um, but that's not to say that not eventually. Because I mean, it's definitely a mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many, how many, how many seasons? We don't know how many seasons. So if it went like five, six, seven seasons, that's seven years in, and it's like whatever it might be, it's, you can connect it to a lot of different things. Yeah. It could be whatever ridiculous nonsense we want if it <laughs> yeah. keeps going on long enough. Yeah, it's true. I would like to see it. I'd like to see it lock in eventually too, because that would be. Yeah. I mean, it, because to your point though, yeah. in aftermath, it, yeah. it does tie in. The acolytes of Beyond show up. Yeah, I mean that that's it's the in the same time. The students of Vader. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. They, they believe they have Vader's lightsaber. Yuptashu, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, the the one of the Imperial dignities, gets involved. Dignitaries. Yeah. yeah, so it's definitely possible. I don't think you know, and I don't think uh, he's saying that that's a night's run, but it's it's familiar and, and it begs the question. Yeah, will we start getting some answers? All right, let's do one more. All right, one more. Do you want to go live? What do you want to do? It's you up want, to you, man. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to find one that a meaty one, a meaty one. Uh, oh, let's, well, uh, all right, all right, sorry about that. Uh, false start, false start. Are we live, Cody? We're live? All right, all right, we're this good. This is going great. This is going <laughs> great. Um, do you think, this is from Chris Pinelli on Twitter. Do you think the Emperor told Vader that Ahsoka was alive after seeing her in the world between worlds? And I think this gets into the relationship of Palpatine and Vader. Uh, yes, I believe that he does because he says it, he says it in, uh, when they, they're confronted. He says along the lines that that there's a prophecy that you're supposed to come back or return. Something I can't remember what the words were, but there was something he says to her that inferred that he knew that she was out there and that she, that she was still around. Now, whether or not it was Palpatine, mm-hmm. 
you would kind of hope so, because especially what the way that Filoni linked it all together, what he was able to see and the, the visions, Ezra Bridger, right, and all that right. stuff that he knew. So it would make sense. Does it have to be? Not necessarily, but... Uh, Kim, are you a steeped so in this? haven't seen all Rebels yet. Haven't seen... Okay. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we do one more after this? Well, yeah, we'll do one more. Uh, my quick answer is it depends on when... So when World, World Between Worlds happens, at the, I mean, we're almost at the events of, of Rogue One and New Hope, a couple, you know, year out maybe, I, I, the timeline I, I escapes me right now. Um, that would make some sense because we got season two, she comes back, but Lords of the Sith, which happens, Paul S. Kemp's book happens earlier, mm-hmm. that's one of the first times that Vader feels her or remembers her more than anything. There's a great moment where he remembers Snips. It sits buried in mm. the back of his mind. It's one of my little favorite moments. So I think Palpatine and Vader, the, Palpatine tells Vader what he feels will continue to control Vader. So if that's something, some kind of attachment. Manipulation. Manipulation, yeah. some kind of, uh, like I said, attachment. That's, that's one of Vader's, Anakin's downfalls. Um, if it could stoke his anger or anything like that, yeah, that's... Well, maybe they'll bring it up in episode nine when Palpatine's in it. All right, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's last one. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got uh, this one here. Sports Sheave, Sportsman nice. Sheave. Since J.J. said nine, we'll tie all trilogies together. Specifically, what do you all think about the prequels will be tied in? Also, do you all think we'll see all five Force Ghosts in one shot? Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, Qui-Gon, and Luke. That's too many. Too many? That's just too many. Just a big just haunted mansion. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, yeah, and they're like hitchhiking. The first thing I want to address, though, is that so, and I've been, I've been um, not tricked by it, but I've been saying the same thing, too. I don't know if it was ever officially said by JJ that the entire right, thing, right. I think that it like stemmed on like Reddit or something. Oh, that's a great source for information. Right. It's like so, Wikipedia. So I don't perfect. know necessarily if that is the case that he said. I thought that he did. It's just like a lot of things. It's something that may have floated out there. It's heavily rumored that, 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 yeah, yeah. It's heavily rumored that he will, and he's trying to link it all. But I don't think he officially said it. Maybe I'm sure. wrong. You guys can, can look it up. When I hear up. that, I don't really think of the prequels as much. Okay. I mean, maybe he'll refer to Padme as existing and having wanted great. something. That's, yeah. that's the strongest way I could think of. Okay. I mean, we, I all for more Padme. I, I like to see them link all nine, though, together. I think that it... Because the prequels have just gone through a different change of feelings with Star Wars fans, like, dramatically, over the last, like, two or three years. Like, before Seven came out, like, there was a... There was, it was, like, the war. The war is now... We know what the war is now. We don't have to bring it up again. But the war was... You loved the prequels or, or you didn't, and it was, like, kind of 50-50. Because, again, and I say this often... For a lot of Star Wars fans that didn't like the prequels, it was a matter of because they thought this was the last Star Wars movies we're ever going to get. And that's it. It's over. It's done. And that's all I have left. And they had a resentment towards it. And now that they know it's just part of the lore, um, then they, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. There's moments. There's moments that are, that are not great. But it's, it, I don't hate them the way – I know people who have completely changed their opinions on them and said, like, I accept them for what they are. They've also spawned a great show inside of the Clone Wars. There's the lore inside of the prequels. Are, it's fantastic. There's so much good inside of it. Um, so I'd like to see all of it somehow or another. It doesn't necessarily have to, all the story points have to hit, but as long as there's little tie-ins, like that's why I mentioned that this thing last week with Palpatine. He was talking about learning from Plagueis, cheating death, some way or another. Maybe that's how they tie it in there. Maybe. Yeah. I would say it would be very, it would not be an esoteric reference. It would be something very upfront because mm-hmm. you'd have to count on everyone going back and knowing everything. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's a weak spot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see. Mm-hmm. That's agreed. That it, it is, and that's. I think that's an issue though, because Star Wars used to not be that. Because you, for, it was a different type of franchise where you. It was such a inside baseball franchise that a lot of the fans, even the casual ones, knew a lot of like the smaller references. Not guys like you or I who really know like the certain things about because of the books and canon and things of that nature but there were things about the movies there were it was a lot of inside baseball references and i think they are going to go away from that but i think you can still tie it in together and make people aware of it i think you can still do it kind of smoothly i think you can i i i kind of agree bolty here but i I like your point kim because you know it's going to need to be palpitating it's going to need to be Padme or right. Darth, uh, Luke saying Darth Sidious, right, right, stuff as like that. Exactly, and you know, uh, Sheev or, or or you know, uh, just talking in generalities about the fall of the Jedi and why you feel it was a direct reference. Yes, yeah. so I, I think for me, and I, I as you know, have become quite the prequelist over the years. Me and, me and Scrimshaw, that's our flag. We 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 put in that hill. Uh, it, it has to. It's it's Palpatine. I mean, Padme. Would be very. I'd love to see some kind of acknowledgement of of uh, her, mm. and I, I believe Padme is particularly in *Phantom Menace* is a very underrated character for for just it's in the past, and we need to bring Padme more to front. And that book coming out is going to help. But um, Pal- Palpatine, he was the Phantom Menace. He's Baelish. He started it all. Right. He's been in control. And and how does that end up? And what was it about? And what how did the, what did it say about if Rey is starting the new Jedi Order? What does she learn about? How the Jedi Order failed, right? And how they allowed Sidious to 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 work them. Yeah, I love that you brought up the Last Jedi reference with when he brought up Darth Sidious, and I think yeah. that goes back to what Kim was saying: is like mm-hmm. little things just like that, just tiny by by mention and mm-hmm. by saying Darth Sidious, because that's never been said in the OT. It was never there was never a Darth Sidious right, right, mentioned. Right. That's clearly from the prequels where Sidious came to be, and then the references in the novels and the shows. So that was a nice nod. It's like that's cool to hear Luke say Darth Sidious. So maybe they do more stuff like that to tie it in and nine. All right, that's the show. That's everything we are talking about here on Collider Jedi Council. I'd like to thank all of you today who are watching live. And for those who are watching on the replay, make sure that you comment, throw a like up there, and make sure that you download this particular show. You can do it. Just go to Apple Podcasts or get it on Podcast One if you like, because the other show that we have on this particular feed that you can't get on the YouTube channel unless you go to the podcast YouTube channel, Rule of Two with Mark Fernandez and Mark Yodi Riley. So go ahead, do that, check that out. I'd like to thank our guest today. First, Ms. Kim Horcher, where can they find you? Uh, many places. Google me. Okay. <laughs> it's different on every platform. Right. Kim Scorcher, Kim Horcher, Kim Horcher official. Just, I'm but they here. will find you. You can find me. I'm available. Mr. <laughs> Kylo, Ken, Ken Napsok. Hey, John Forsyth tweeted in Kim Tueso. That's a possibility. We got to okay. have some options going to start rolling in. Okay. Right. You're going to think about it. Let us know the options. If you got a name for Kim, tweet it during the week. Do it in the, in the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. There you go. If you can do a post of one of the people, the admins could do a post of what should Kim's Jedi Council name be. That'd I be bet great. you they, they are really good over there. They'll probably come That'd up be with something great. Quick. Uh, you can uh, follow me at Ken Napsok. I uh, got all my podcasts and the YouTube channels. I'm not on Rule of Two never been on rule of two so i was so happy to get called out for saying something wrong on rule of two yesterday what, is, what happened someone said uh tweeted me saying uh ahsoka was at the end of uh rebels buddy you can't believe you got that wrong never been on what the show in my idiot. life never been on the show in my <laughs> oh, life so, oh, uh, burns. That's good. hey internet good day all right guys thank you so much 
Have a good day. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your loved ones. Do whatever you have to do. May the force be with you always. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.